Hello, everybody, and welcome to Roaring Twenties, the podcast. On today's episode, we have me, your host, Nima Al Noor, and I have a person who is very special to me. She is my housemate, my second mother, my friend and confidant, Aleki Saba. So, Aleki, tell them a bit about yourself. Hi everyone. So as Nima said, my name is Aleki. I am 21 and I am also a student at the University of York. I study social and political sciences. I run an Etsy shop and I have a YouTube channel. So that's kind of my creative side and I am half Italian. I'd say that's the most interesting fact about myself. (laughs) Yeah. So, you know, Aleki is a very, I think... Me and her have very opposite lifestyles and she's a very, you know, aware person in terms of her, you know, political standpoints, um, her passion about the environment. And so today's episode is actually called Sustainable Living, Culture Shock and YouTube? Question mark. So and these are all like keywords that kind of come up when we talk to Aleki. So I'd like to first start and talk about your journey towards becoming vegan um, it's you know an attractive thing for us these days. A lot of people are thinking of switching lifestyles uh, dietary wise. So when did you start? How did you start it? How did this all come about? Yeah, so I my brother became vegetarian when I was 16 and that was the first time I even thought about being vegetarian or vegan. And as a family, we'd never eaten much meat, I'd say probably like twice a week. So we never were like big meat eaters anyway. So when my brother went vegetarian, I started thinking, oh, okay, this is kind of cool. Um, I never really looked into it like for sustainability reasons or even animal rights. It was just, you know, kind of, I guess, kind of the fashion as well. So I became vegetarian when I was 18 um, and yeah, I loved it. It was great. It wasn't hard for me at all to transition to that lifestyle. And then I watched a documentary at the beginning of first year, so like September, October of 2019, um, called Dominion on YouTube, right before bed in my uni room. And I literally cried like a baby for like two hours. I was like, this is the worst thing I've ever watched in my life. Um, and I, the next day I was like, right, I'm going vegan. Um, I'm very much like an all or nothing person. So it was very much gonna be, I'm either going vegan or I'm not doing this at all. So I went vegan the next day and I've been vegan ever since. So it's been like about a year and a half now. And yeah, I've loved it. Like I found it really easy for the most part. I'd say definitely things like Easter are hard because obviously chocolate, but I was never a big chocolate person anyway. So I feel like I didn't miss, it's more for other people. It's awkward because they don't know what to get you. But um, yeah, no, I really love this lifestyle. I really would don't think I'll ever go back. And you know, we like to talk about interesting things on this podcast. What do you say to people who are like extremely anti-veganism? Because we all, you know, we all know one or two people that are like, uh, no, it's dumb. You're missing, you know, protein and all these nutrients. What do you say to those people? Yeah, so I'd say the biggest criticism that veganism does get is, do you get enough protein? How do you get enough protein? Um, I think you definitely have to kind of think about it more. Um, but I also think I get more protein now as a vegan than I ever did as a meat eater. Because I think when you're eating meat, it's not even something you think about. Whereas when you're a vegan, you have to think about it. And therefore, you automatically have more protein because you're considering it and thinking about it. But I think people's criticisms to veganism are mostly out of ignorance 
because a lot of the things that people say haven't been backed up by science or facts um you know a vegan lifestyle is healthy and is nutritious and has been backed by science so i think you know i'm pretty content to respond to people like i i'm not thinking oh no this person said this are they right for the most part i'm pretty confident in my decision yeah honestly i agree i think um it's a lifestyle i think people need to respect that you know it, it does come from a place of science and it does come from a place of truth you know as a meat eater myself um i do understand where veganism comes from and therefore i'm not necessarily like it's it's not a bad thing it's a good thing um to help us in the environment and everything so yeah so alki you know she has a youtube channel uh hashtag alki's corner hashtag follow subscribe ring notification bell i don't know how youtube works um but (laughs) but alki has a lot of recipes and i've had her food before and she makes really good food so what do you say to someone who has just started their you know journey with veganism and they're looking for you know new recipes what would you say yeah so this is definitely a shameless plug but um i would definitely say the first thing i did when i became vegan was went on youtube looked at recipes on youtube and that's kind of how i built my knowledge of how like for example things like eggs like how to replace eggs in baking that was something i learned through youtube like the different seeds you can use and whatever um and so as nima said i have a youtube channel and i posted loads of vegan recipes when i first became vegan now i do more like stuff related to my small business but i am thinking over the next few months to go back to doing recipes because i actually love making those videos and it's something i really enjoy and i think it's educational for people um but one thing i love about it is that lots of people who aren't vegan have made my recipes um so for example one of our housemates um over lockdown made my cinnamon buns and my pancakes and she was like i love them they're so great and so i think that's what i really enjoy having people who aren't vegans enjoy vegan food yeah and she has these like amazing chocolate chip cookies they're so good and they're so gooey and literally every time she makes them they are devoured within two minutes um so you know another thing with veganism and just being an environmentally friendly person is there's always you know extreme people so what are your thoughts on the things like greenpeace things like you know people who are very aggressive about it you know what do you think yeah i think it's really difficult to find a balanced line because i i can recognize that it's really easy to get angry when certain people respond to the issue that you care about with ignorance and anger and so sometimes it's really easy to like go back and reply in anger um i think i don't know if this is one of the groups you were thinking about but for example extinction rebellion gets a lot of hate gets a lot lots of criticism um and i am a firm believer that in order to make social change and government change you need you need loud social action I believe in peaceful protests and that's 100% what I believe in. So I think anything which turns violent has crossed the line into no longer being something I agree with. But I do think that sometimes you need to be kind of have a strong opinion and fight for it in order for government officials to listen to you. However, I also think that the best way to deal with people is with compassion. And I think when you're talking like one to one with someone, you need to understand their point of view. Otherwise, you're just going to be angry at them they're going to be angry at you and the conversation is going nowhere whereas if you're kind of explaining things and saying i understand your point of view this is just how i think i think it's a lot easier to have a conversation which is going to be beneficial for both parties 
Yeah, I definitely agree. Now, moving away from veganism and looking at you as a person. So, you know, tell us a bit about your YouTube channel and business. How's the business going? Yeah, really good. So I have an Etsy shop um, where I sell cards and art prints and stationery. I started that in lockdown, mainly as like a, I don't really know what to do with myself now. <laughs> so let's let's start a business and I'm really enjoying it. It's going really well. So yeah, it's great. Yeah, guys, check her out on Etsy at Alec Keys Corner, established 2020. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, you know, being a student YouTuber, I know you were on another podcast podcast correct yeah. with uh what's his name liam daly. liam daly yes and you've you've spoken with many other student youtubers here around york we have a few um what are your thoughts on them what, like what do you think to be honest i never really watched student youtubers so when i started i was kind of like shall i make videos on like being student life like is that even something i enjoy watching but ever since having a YouTube channel, I found that if I make certain videos, I find it more interesting to watch other people's videos. So there are a few YouTubers around York, which I found like before even coming to uni um, and I watch them and still now like watch them to a certain degree. But I feel like I've moved more towards the small business side of YouTube and the vegan side of YouTube. So rather than the student life videos, but I definitely enjoyed making those type of videos. And I think they're interesting to watch, especially things like daily in the life, because yeah. you get to see someone else someone else's life and like perspective of what they do in a day which might be so different from what you do um so yeah i really i, I enjoy watching them but i'm more on the other side of another side of youtube now yeah yeah i mean I, I still remember when you first started this thing uh we did a video together about being international uh which leads me on very nicely to the next point so we all know alaki's italian uh she might sound very british but she has the italian in her so what is like what was your biggest culture culture shock coming here to England I'd say I was quite um accustomed to British culture when I arrived so I came to England when I was 16 but I'd been coming over my mum's British so first of all I have an English person in my family which is why I sound British but also we used to come over every summer for like the holidays so I feel like I very much was accustomed to British culture but the one thing that definitely is like super different between English and Italian cultures is how much people touch each other, mm. which sounds really dodgy. <laughs> but like in Italy, people are hugging all the time. People are like kind of, I don't know, patting each other on the back or giving each other a kiss on the cheek. It's, it's very like, that's just what you do. Like regardless of how much you know someone, if you kind of know someone, you will probably kiss them on the cheek when you see them and give them a hug. Whereas I feel like in England, it's a lot more like kind of, stay away from each other which is great for covid times obviously <laughs> italians are, pro are really struggling at the moment but um yeah that was like death i remember coming here and thinking why is nobody hugging like why is nobody kissing each other like this is so weird but um yeah i'd say that's the biggest difference and you know we all love italian food i think this is your trademark as a country um how's the food different because i know when i came from dubai to here i was like whoa the food here is very different yeah, so again, like, I feel like growing up, we had a mixture of Italian and British food. I also feel like, this is definitely going to insult people, but I feel like Britain doesn't really have any food that's, yeah. like, typical British. Like, there's, like, okay, sausages and mash, which isn't vegan, or there's, like, you know, steak pies, not vegan. Like, I feel like a lot of the British typical, typical British food is meat, so obviously I don't really encounter that. But, um, yeah, I mean, 
Yeah, I feel like it's really difficult to criticize others. We definitely, me and Nima, always criticize our housemates <laughs> for their cooking. We're like always like, where's your seasoning? Where's this? Where's that? But I think it's just different people cook in different ways. But I definitely do think English food is more an accumulation of other cultures' food. Yeah. Like you know, you like a lots of. I always think like growing up, I always say, oh, I can't wait to go to England to have a curry. You know, mm. obviously like that is in no way British, but it's yeah. kind of become part of British culture, and I quite like that about England. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, as for seasoning, yo, I came here. Guys, people don't season their chicken here. Guys, I'm telling you, it's like pepper, maybe maybe salt, or salt, maybe pepper. Pepper's the maybe. Um, you know, we have uh, friends who don't use garlic. <laughs> we have, <laughs> we just, you know, me, me and Alki, I think, are the most seasoned cook- mm-hmm. cookers, most seasoned cooks in this yeah. house um but that's just because how can you live without like like where's the thyme where's the rosemary where's the basil i mean today we found out that one of our friends in her family home has never had garlic before so that just (laughs) that's just an example for you of what we're talking about that it was very sad it was very sad news to us but yeah and okay how like how different are the people in italy because i know like culture and attitudes are very different so what did you think was the biggest difference i think actually this is probably another thing which goes into culture shock to some extent is people in italy really tell each other things as they are so like i grew up being really honest and open so like if i had an issue with somebody i was always just telling the person and they would be kind of happy to hear it because they would also be happy to be honest back Whereas England, I feel like there's a lot of passive, aggressive, <laughs> kind of like, you, no one really says what they think, but still people are think. obviously like people are still thinking things, but it's just they don't say them. And so I think I've definitely found it hard because I feel quite, I feel like I'm being aggressive when it's just what I've grown up around, whereas, and the other people probably think I'm being aggressive, um, whereas I feel like they're being kind of like two-faced in some ways because they're not telling me how they feel. So yeah I think that was a big difference for me but maybe you know maybe not all Italians are like that and it's just all the people I grew up around but I definitely feel like in Italy it's a lot more people are a lot more honest about how they feel and I I really appreciate that as a quality so I'm trying to not let the fact that other people here are like the contrary stop me from being honest but it's hard sometimes when you feel like you're being really mean and the person isn't (laughs) telling you anything back and then it's just you kind of like slating them so yeah no that really resonates with me I, I feel quite the same um and I feel like here you get like I've I've had this a lot and, and I've had a lot of other female friends um, who get labeled as a bitch, for example. But then when you actually talk to the person, it's not that it's just that they're very direct with like whether they like you, whether they don't. They're just direct with their social interactions. And I think it's, it's definitely like one of the biggest culture differences. Yeah. Um, you know, I haven't known many Italians, but the ones I've known quite honest people (laughs) um and another thing that i wanted to touch on you know obviously being in roaring 20s and you're kind of the oldest one here um what is what is one thing that you would tell someone who's going into their 20s but i know you haven't been here for a long time (laughs) but like (laughs) what's your wisdom after a whooping year in my 20s um I don't know I think I so as I said like I came to England when I was 16 and that was kind of me moving out to some extent my parents still lived in Italy I went to boarding school 
um so I kind of feel like that was me entering my 20s to some degree like that felt like an independent step um and I'd say the one thing I really would tell somebody who's going into their 20s is brace yourself I don't know I feel like so many things change in life and if you're not ready for it it can be really overwhelming I think I've always been someone who lives ahead of their years like if it was up to me now I would be 25 married with a kid you know with a job and whatever but obviously here I am I'm 21 still at uni but (laughs) but like I think I've always been ready for the future whereas I think lots of people would love to stay younger forever um so I'd say like prepare yourself for the life changes that are going to happen like prepare yourself to move out like maybe a year before you move out start like emotionally preparing yourself to step away from your family and from your home friends especially if you're going away like to uni or to a different country or a different city like I think if you're not prepared for it you're going to get to the moment where you're moving and you're going to be so overwhelmed whereas if you kind of accept the fact that you're leaving and you prepare yourself for it you're a lot more likely to succeed because you're going to be happy with the change that's happening mm-hmm. yeah I, I I totally agree and I think um like I always say in this podcast, 20s, like what a weird time. I feel like so many different people are in different places in their lives. Um, we always say that Alki's probably going to be first to get married, have them kids. Um, I don't know where I'll be in that race, to be <laughs> fair. <laughs> some days I'm like, yeah, let's do it. And some days I'm like, eh. Um, but it's it's interesting to see how some people have a much more like mature perspective when looking at life. And I definitely feel like you do. Um, And I feel like your wildest years you've already lived, you know. So kind of tell us about your wild years. Oh, gosh, I can't quite believe I'm saying this on a podcast. But um, yeah, I I think uh, probably that actually goes into, again, differences between Italy and England. In Italy, it's really easy to get alcohol from an early age. I feel like I never once got ID'd when getting alcohol. In, in England, I feel like you're always, I like, even now at 21, obviously I'm only, like, three years over the drinking, like, limit, but still, it's like, I still get ID'd, whereas in Italy, that would never happen. Um, so I kind of lived my wild years, which probably a lot of people would live at uni when I was, like, 15, 16. So when I got to boarding school and then I did my gap year and now I'm at university, I just feel like a granny. Like, I'm just kind of like, I want to be drinking my tea in the evening, going to bed at 10. Like, I don't want to be partying. In fact, I'm the one that, like, whenever... Oh, well, when clubs were open, I like went like five times last year, and even now, every Friday evening, Sydney, who was on the podcast last week, she's like, "Shall we drink, guys? Like, come on, guys, let's drink." And I'm just always thinking, "No, I don't want to drink. Like, I literally want to be in bed drinking tea right now." Um, so yeah, I definitely think because I lived my wild years early, now I'm just just ready for bed <laughs> all the time. Honestly, Alki is like how can i how can i even explain this aliki is literally like the last person to want to go out you know her idea of fun is watching downton uh, <laughs> and drinking some tea you know having some biscuits like she's literally she she is very much like that but i would like to say that when i do drink i do go hard last time i drank Nima unfortunately was still in dubai when this happened but um last time i drank was like a month and a half ago well, actually longer now two months ago and um yeah Sydney convinced me to drink somehow I don't really know how how she convinced me but the next day all I'll say is when I went to Marks and Spencer I did end up throwing up in their car park so that's just that's how I'm leaving how drunk I get when I do get drunk and that's probably why I don't really get drunk often but you know what the, the those are the best memories um when someone who doesn't do something usually suddenly decides to do it 
um but yeah honestly i think that i i really appreciate you having that kind of matureness because i think for me as a person or actually everyone in this house basically looks up to you for like guidance um and i don't know if you you love this role <laughs> i love it <laughs> um but yeah honestly so thank you alaki for being part of um this episode and giving us your insight and just having this conversation with me um hopefully we see you in more episodes um and yeah say, say something to the people say bye to the people thank you very much for having me go and subscribe to my youtube channel and buy something from my etsy shop Woo! she has she has really good prints guys really really go right bye guys see you later <laughs>